Hi, I'm Jackie Voigt, owner of the Orchid Group at Keller Williams Realty at the Lakes, and I've had the opportunity of helping over 200 families buy and sell real estate over the last four years. Real estate agents often ask me, how did you do it? What's your secret sauce? Well, I'm here to tell you all that there is no secret sauce. So what is there? A blend of systems, grind, and dreams. It's not easy though, and I had to lose out on over $50,000 in commission in just a two-month time frame in order to get myself organized. $50,000. What could that have done for my family? Vacations? Home projects? New cars? Savings? The options are limitless. What could that money have done for you? Tune in and see what not to do and what to do to regain control of your business and not let any opportunity pass you by. Welcome to episode three, System Creation Part One. In episode two, various forms of lead generation were shared. These are all tried and true methods that realtors have been using for decades and with great success. I often hear, oh, that type of lead generation didn't work, I tried it, or I didn't get any business from doing that type of lead generation. I too have said those things before. However, in reality, it was more likely our system, or lack thereof, that needed to be altered or honed in on. After all, how have agents built multi-million dollar businesses off of those lead generation platforms? We can be very quick to place blame on just about everything except ourselves sometimes, And it's okay for us to change our minds on how to run our business and what we do to generate business. And it's important to stop blaming the platform instead of ourselves because we run the risk of burning out mentally if we think that all of these forms of lead generation actually don't work when they worked for others. Remember, lead generation isn't easy, nor is lead follow-up. They both take very calculated and purposeful moves and they both require an incredible deal of persistency. Okay, so let's look at the components of a system. Follow-up involves communicating with those people that we have come in contact with, and there are several very easy ways to do this. We have the classic phone call, the convenient text, the email, the good old-fashioned snail mail, and the face-to-face. If you have more, that's great. Just make sure that what you count as a proper means of communication is something that you know gets to the person. For example, when you call someone, even if they don't pick up, they'll see your missed call, listen to your voicemail, and had you in their mind space for a given amount of time. They might not call you back, and yet that doesn't really matter. You welcomed yourself into their thoughts and reminded them of your presence in their lives. The same goes for texts. You might not get an acknowledgement that your message was read, but if you have the right phone number, it very likely got to them. They very likely read it, and you, yet again, gained some of their mind space and reminded them of your presence in their lives. Emails follow the same thoughts. If you have their correct email address, it will get to their inbox. Will everyone open it and read it thoroughly and respond? No. Again, it doesn't matter. You occupied a thought in their minds, even if ever so briefly, and reminded them of your presence in their lives. The same is true for snail mail. If you have their correct address, the mail will arrive to them. 
Will they open it, read it, and hang it on their refrigerator? No. And that's okay. Just seeing your name on the envelope sparked a thought about you in their minds. And that, my friends, is when we say, mission accomplished. When you can get someone face-to-face, whether in person or virtually, that is really when you can seal the deal. You can see each other's body language, understand each other's tone, and if someone is serious enough to be at an appointment with you for 15 minutes or more, you really have that opportunity to complete your interview for the position of their realtor. Think of the other four means of communication, the calling, texting, emailing, and snail mail, as your application for the job, your resume, your cover letter, your thank you card, and that face-to-face meeting is your big interview. You wouldn't have made it this far if what you had previously shown them wasn't good enough. Now that we've outlined the means of communication, go ahead and rank them in order of effectiveness for you personally. There is no right or wrong way to create these systems. You want them to be catered to you and to your clients. Be honest with yourself, though, when ranking them. Phone calls can be scary to some, and yet... If your gut tells you that calling is more effective than another means of communication, give it a better ranking. The system will only work if you're putting forth the necessary effort. When I think about my past career at Walt Disney World, I can see their system so clearly now, and I can see how they are able to run like such a well-oiled machine. Our lines in guest relations would sometimes be serpentined and wrapped around the building. This got to be very overwhelming at times. We would have guests tired of waiting in line, the pressure of giving speedy service, yet still in a way that made the guests feel like we were giving them all the time and energy they deserved from us. The occasional technology glitch that always made things worse. Well, one of our tasks would be to keep our office sparkling clean. I sometimes would so badly want to pick up the broom and dustpan in those crazy busy times just to get a mental break from the craziness. And although that would have been easier and less overwhelming, it wouldn't have shown me being a team player to my fellow colleagues. It also wouldn't have been providing the amazing guest service that we promised our guests. And it definitely would have been not the most effective way to spend my time. These are the kinds of thoughts I have when creating a system for my real estate business now. Are the tasks I'm creating for myself to do the most effective all emotion slash fear set aside, it helps me stay accountable with myself. After all, if we are making checklists for ourselves, which will dictate how we will spend our time, they better be creating that well-oiled machine that will generate the results that our business needs. Okay, so now that we know how we are going to communicate with those we come in contact with through our lead generation efforts, let's hone in on what we should be communicating to them. I split this up into two simple categories, real estate related and non-real estate related. The main goal with any kind of communication is to keep yourself top of mind regarding real estate with everyone you touch. The information has to be interesting enough, different enough from your previous correspondences, and not salesy. Sure, you could just have it be, hello, so-and-so, this is Jackie Voigt with Keller Williams Realty at the Lakes, the Orchid Group, and I just wanted to remind you that I am a local realtor, and I would be happy to assist you in your real estate endeavors. Now, just in that small sentence, I used the word I so many times. The sentence was all about me, and I'll let you in on a little secret. 
Now you might get sad from knowing this, so if you're super sensitive, you might want to skip ahead 10 seconds. Are you ready? They don't care. Sorry, you are calling them, so don't you think it should be about them? Having a client-centric approach is 100% the best way to build rapport and a great relationship with the people that you meet. It's more genuine, it's more heartfelt, it builds trust, and that is what gets people to open up to you. What happens when they open up to you? You learn about what they need. And in that moment is when you learn if you can be of service to them. On the other hand, you also don't want to become known as someone who just calls texts or emails or mails someone just to shoot the breeze. You are a real estate expert after all, and there are always going to be relevant things for anyone to know about real estate, regardless of where they currently are in their lives. There's a fine line of securing yourself as a professional of real estate while not coming across as salesy. And once you can master that art, your work in lead generation and lead follow-up becomes really enjoyable because you're connecting with people purposefully, all while sharing your expertise. So let's go back to those two categories of communication, real estate info and non-real estate info. There are tons of topics in each and you can't go wrong with this. You know your clients better than anyone, so if you think something is of relevance, run with that. To start you off with some suggestions, though, I'll tell you what my favorite topics are. Market updates are definitely at the top of my list, and this is really an interpretation of the real estate market. Who better to give this to them than a local real estate expert? This data is very easy to get. You simply go to your multiple listing service website, determine the time frame that you want to pull the data from, and this can literally be anything you want from one day to years ago, and then plug the time frame into the active listings, pending listings, and sold listings. The active listings in your designated time frame show the new listings that became available during that time. The pending listings show how many new contracts were written during that time frame, and the sold listings show how many closed during that time frame. My team looks at these weekly and monthly so that we can provide accurate and factual information to our buyers and sellers. Clients love this because it doesn't include any type of bias or opinion on what they might want to consider with doing this and what their real estate investments might be. It's a direct translation of what is going on in our local market. These numbers and a short sentence or two of what they mean will naturally open up a conversation between you and some of your clients. The more questions your clients ask, the more likely that those are the ones who have real estate on the brain and could turn into some sellers or house hunters for you. The market updates are one of the easiest pieces of information to get and one of the best ways for you to position yourself as the local market expert. Another thing I find to be very valuable from a real estate standpoint are the processes that our clients will go through, whether buying, selling, or investing. This is incredibly valuable for first-time home buyers and sellers. Think about how overwhelming the process is from start to finish. They're either about to buy the most expensive thing that they've ever purchased or sell what has brought them years of memories. Not to mention the amount of paperwork, meetings, discussions, 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 dealing with the logistical components of everything. It's a lot. To be able to break down the process into more bite-sized, manageable pieces could really provide a huge stress relief for them. And isn't that exactly what you would want a professional in any line of business to do for you? 
Even if someone has bought and sold a home before, if they've never done so with you, they might have a different idea of what to expect. And wouldn't you want to start things off on the right foot as soon as possible? And even if they've bought and sold before with you, that was probably a long time ago. So it would definitely be a value for them to have a bit of a refresher. And to make these resources even more valuable to your business, you could also use these in your buyer consultations and listing presentations. My team has turned our buying and selling processes into flyers, social media things that we can email and text out, as well as a YouTube series that compiles 30-second videos of each step of the process, outlining everything it takes to buy or sell a home. The flyer took about two hours of cumulative work to make, and each of our three YouTube series, probably three hours each. So that's about 11 hours of work for something so valuable that we have now at our fingertips to share whenever we please. Other forms of real estate info that you can provide are home maintenance tips, like when to change your air filter, how to know when to repaint your house, information on pest control, stuff like that. Come up with 12 of these and release one of them a month. I guarantee there will be people very thankful for that information because you essentially are helping them upkeep the most expensive asset they own and therefore protecting their investment. You can also leverage valuable real estate-related information by teaming up with the vendor that you work with. For example, interest rates are a huge part of real estate, and we as realtors aren't necessarily the best people to talk to about them. But lenders are! Ask your lender to provide you with either some knowledge, a flyer, something to equip you with talking to your database about them. Interest rates definitely impact your current and future buyers, and they also impact your sellers since, after all, they are marketing their homes to buyers. The beauty of leveraging information from vendors is that it requires very little work on your part and it enhances the relationship that you have with your vendors. These are just some initial suggestions of pieces of real estate info that you can work into your system. They are unique, helpful, give you content to share that people do need to know about, provide you with an opportunity to position yourself as an expert on all things real estate in their minds, and opens up an opportunity for your database to share their upcoming real estate endeavors with you. The thing I like most about all these examples is that none of them sound salesy or direct the attention to you as the realtor. They're all simply helpful tidbits of information that can be shared on any platform in any capacity that you see fit. In addition to this valuable real estate information, there are also plenty of non-real estate related things to talk about to your database. If you think you're able to capture birthdays, anniversaries, other celebrations like that, what a fun thing to get to talk about. Same thing with local events like farmers markets, concerts, fairs, etc. that people in your area can enjoy. Think about what you would like to hear or know about. Chances are very high that others want to know the same information. Remember, the whole point of this is to have consistent presence in the lives of those people in your database. By keeping the information interesting, relevant, and communicated through various platforms, you are sure to achieve this.